talk about this one again. I haven't talked about, I mean, talked about Mandalorian, but like not in a. I mean, Mandalorian comes up like every other week or so. There's like, oh, hey, like this actor is. Talk, we were, talk, we're talking something about them, or there's yeah, maybe but a, it's nice up, to like, be getting some substance now. Finally, right? be back into it rather than just like a level of speculation and rumor. Like now yeah, like it's can, here. <laughs> we can react. Yeah, that's right. a great word. Uh, anyways, this is unanimous indecision. Datian Rismondo. I'm Joshua Troop. Hey. This is the first episode of kind of a, a different thing. Uh, so we decided that because we wanted to do some Mandalorian reviews, the latest Star Wars show in season two, it's back. Uh, we wanted to do those reviews, but we also still want to do some movie reviews, uh, which this week is Constantine. So we didn't want to overload one episode with a Constantine review, a Mandalorian review, and then the movie news <laughs> all at once. So we're still going to have the normal show in the middle of the week uh, posted Wednesday or Thursday. It seems like I always do it at a different time. But uh, Wednesday or Thursday, those episodes will stay the same. And then on the weekend, we will do a Mandalorian review over the past episode. Uh, yeah, so that's that's basically what's happening. So there's not going to be any movie news here. Um, we will definitely be spoiling. Spoiling. <laughs> spoiling? Spoiling? Spoiling. Spoiling. I don't know why I just d had a stroke. but uh, I mean, I'm not upset with spoiling. I like spoiling. I, I think it I should be changed to that. Spoiling. <laughs> um the yeah we're we're definitely going to be spoiling the mandalorian uh if you haven't seen season 1 you should definitely go do that and if you haven't seen the most recent episode that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about the whole time uh so you should definitely do that cuz it's an awesome episode it is the longest episode to date of the show uh with a runtime of 55 minutes 6 minutes longer than the season 1 finale at 49 minutes uh which going off just that uh i think it's one of two things and i want to hear your input about maybe which one or if there's a third option uh do you think it's uh, a lot of the complaints around season one is the episodes were too short so do you think they fixed that or do you think it's just this episode that's got a longer runtime and they take the time to decide this is the story we're telling this is how long it takes to tell it and if it comes to 55 minutes or 30 minutes, it is what it is. I uh, I, I kind of like that there's, uh, it, uh, at least with episode one, this may change completely as soon as we get episode two. Um, watch episode two be 32 minutes long or something like that. Well, that's what I'm saying is there, there I think one of, one of the early episodes in season one is like 32 minutes long. It is. So yeah. Yeah. That's a 20 minute um, range of how long an episode <laughs> could be. That's huge. And that's it's like a whole nother of, episode. <laughs> because Disney owns the studio as well as the platform that they're releasing on, they don't have to conform to any right. length standards. No standards, they can do yeah. Whatever they want. Um, I do think usually it'd be a good idea to keep somewhat consistent with the times, but like if there's more story to tell in certain episodes, again, it has to do with like with the arc you're telling. Each episode, there's an overarching narrative, but each episode is kind of like its own closed system right to a certain extent yeah and so some of those stories might take a little bit longer to explain than others i mean episode one of season two that was a a lot happened in that um a lot did happen 
so it might have to, it took a little bit longer to tell that. Like if you had tried to tell that whole story in 35 minutes, I don't, I don't know if it would have worked. Would have been pretty crowded. Um, yeah, and I think part of what makes this show great, like everyone talks about how this going to the roots of star Wars, which is like Westerns and samurai films. Uh, and so by going to the roots of that there's a lot of walking around in those movies, in those stories. Yeah, and the Mandalorian's kind of the same way. There's a lot of walking around, a lot of nothing happening, and if you shorten the episode, you reduce the nus the nothing that's happening, and so then it's just like an action movie, and that's it. That's very true. There were two scenes which I was kind of surprised we got it first. I was surprised we got it once, and surprised we got it the second time, um, of just Mando or Mando and Cobb Vanth on speeder bikes. The entire scene yeah, is but, just them on speed But we had that in season one too, right? With that other um, wanting to be bounty hunter. Yeah. Exactly yeah. on Tatooine. It was very similar. Um, and I was just, I was kind of surprised. I was like, are they going to, is there like, is one going to say something? Or are we going to, yeah, we just, it's just no, embrace it's just like, the scenery and absolutely. Uh, the coolness of this fantasy world, you know? It's definitely, it's definitely padding their, uh, 55 minutes sure sure but uh i i think it's necessary uh even though it does pad it because uh, otherwise it's just like dialogue action dialogue action dialogue action the whole time rather than true let's just relax and embrace this fantasy world for a little bit um so we actually saw a return of a character whose name uh is it pelimoto is that who this is uh, maybe not. Uh, the the woman who runs the dock. Yeah, yeah, that's her. I don't remember her name at um, all. So I'm gonna say yes. I I think that's that's who it is. Uh, we see the return of Peli Mato Moto, um, and then we also see a character from the books that we kind of knew we were getting, um, but but it's such a, I mean like to to pretty much everyone this is a new character even though those that read the books he's been around for a little bit the sure there's not a lot of details around him and what we got about him was pretty much exactly from the books uh and that's Cobb Vanth played by Timothy Oliphant uh I really like his character I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did but uh he was a very because like basically the flashback that they give him is completely what is in I think it's the aftermath books which take place after Return of the Jedi. Uh, ba basically that that's it right there. That flashback is what was in the books. Um, Ian, if you're talking, I can't hear you. No, I'm here. Sorry about okay. that. <laughs> uh, but then uh, we also so I actually thought. Um, John Favreau was voicing Gore Koresh, the Cyclops dude. I was wrong. There's someone else credited it with it. But at the and like during certain parts of the dialogue it doesn't sound like John Favreau, but at the very beginning it does. So it, it threw me off. Did John Favreau voice anyone in this episode or No, no. But I really thought that was John Favreau, but it's John Leguizim, Leg, Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, let, let's go through it. Um, the beginning sequence, it almost starts off. I, I This was the only prediction I got right about the episode, which is I, I kind of predicted the whole episode, but the only thing I got right was the beginning. I said it was going to open with the Cyclops scene and that wrestling ring. Um, and the reason I said that, I felt like it was kind of obvious because that's exactly the way season one started, even though it wasn't a wrestling thing. But like he went into a bar he messed with some stuff and he got his answer. He collected the dude. Um, and so it just like felt tonally similar that I was like, you got to start with that. You got to start with that. And they did more or less. It was definitely a strong start to the second season. I don't know. I don't know if I could point out like any, any weak links. You, you may be able to find out something more. You're more knowledgeable about this universe and about the characters my only weak link thing that I have to say about the entire episode, because I actually thought it was a fantastic episode, um, might even be, other than the fact that season one just ends really, really strong, mm-hmm. uh, it might be my favorite episode uh, for several oh, reasons. Wow. But uh, but at the beginning, in this Gore Koresh fighting pit, uh, I don't know if it's just my eyes or what but to me when the fight like kind of gets started the visual seems off i don't know if it's how they shot it or what i i tried looking it up to see if anyone else was complaining about it as far as i could tell no so maybe it's just me like i say it could just be my eyes but like like... i don't know it felt like there were certain like punches that were sped up or like frames that were missing or like like just like, I I can't put my finger on it because I don't know enough about the technology of how it's done to exactly say what for sure what it was, but it just looked slightly off. Despite it also looking very cool, like it was a cool fight, but for just being so simple. But uh, yeah, I couldn't couldn't put my finger on what was wrong with it. It just felt off to me. That's fair. Uh, I know it's not exactly in the vein of what you're just saying, but like, I'd love to know the budget of these episodes. Yeah, I How mean, much it's got to be quite a bit considering the oh, yeah. crate dragon's huge, <laughs> and like, yeah. um, but granted, it could. I I don't know exactly how they do it all because they're using the volume, so like all the sets are fake, mm-hmm. even though they don't look it really. But like, what what part of the crate dragon is real, right? They have to have interacted with it somewhat, actually. Um, a little bit, maybe. I, I they probably just had, I don't know, like just like what a green. Yeah, a green like blob. a green blob coming at them. Yeah, I mean, it could be as simple as that, but. I mean, that's kind uh, of what they did for the dragons in Game of Thrones. Is there was just like a green saddle, right? Yeah, saddle uh, on a green blob. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But then uh, he kind of does the thing that um, I think Batman Begins very much popularized, which is like the with Gore Koresh is, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Right. And he lets Gore Koresh die, but, which I thought was really cool because like, whoa, there's a lot of creatures there. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was a fun fun intense moment um 
And then what? We we go to Tatooine then, after that. Uh yeah. And so we're back on Tatooine. We were there in season one, and we go to a place that we've never gone to before, Mos Pelgo. Now is this a place from the books, or is this was just made up for the show? I if it is from the books, I would assume it's where it talks about Cobb Vanth. I would assume Probably. it's just directly connected to that portion. Um, and we had a nice Weequay bartender, which I don't know if we've ever seen a Weequay live action. I'm trying maybe to think. Sh- um, maybe one in of one the, of the prequels. Uh, one of the things that you were pretty, or that you wanted more of in like this new era of Star Wars was seeing more aliens. Right, and that that's kind of the thing that like, that's why I wasn't expecting to like Cobb Vanth as much because. Another human. Here we go. Another right. human main character. That was Lucky the exact me. thing I was thinking. <laughs> um, but like Gore Koresh was an alien at least. Um, and they did the 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 bartender, the weak way, what was in the episode a little bit more than he needed to be, which was kind of nice. Um, and then so much Tusken Raider stuff. That's why I think this episode is my favorite is because uh, Tusken Raiders ultimately are just aliens. So yeah. like they but they're they're great. There's so much in this episode. Half the episode is them. I mean and, and the best part is about this episode and it's something that I've been clamoring about for a while that that there's kind of this problem in Star Wars of like this universal communication kind of thing that like sometimes everyone just knows what each other is saying and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Um like, even within The Mandalorian itself, I think there are certain times he understands astromechs and other times he doesn't. Which is... A little inconsistent to me. His, his <laughs> hatred for, well, the, also for his hatred of droids, just in general. Right. I think he learned the language. But I think we actually learned something huge in, uh, in this episode. The mm-hmm. amount of stuff he knows about Tusken Raiders, he has to have spent a ton of time on Tatooine. That's, that's like spend some time among the culture right like lived with them yeah uh which is kind of weird because i don't know when that would have happened since as a kid he was with his parents so not with tuscan raiders then he gets picked up by death watch mandalorians Mm -hmm. so i don't know at what point he goes and lives with the tuscan raiders um but yeah he can speak tuscan raider Tuscan. If there's any other languages, Tuscan. I think it was Tuscan because that was uh, subtitles told me it was Tuscan. I think. Okay. Um, so he can speak Tuscan, and that that I think is some, like I said with the universal communication problem. It was like now now for for me it was a very good thing, but I completely understand if other people are complaining about it because I don't know if even with it being something that I really wanted, this is not the way I would have gone about doing it. And it's having two characters on screen, just talking in a foreign language in an alien language, right? Like I I think we all, it's such an iconic scene of Han Solo and Greedo talking. Greedo doesn't say a word of English. Nope. There's nothing. He's completely speaking Huttese, I believe. Uh, and so, and it's such a great scene because he's completely talking alien. And probably twenty minutes of this fifty-minute episode is in Tuscan. They're just grunting at each other <laughs> for like twenty minutes, 
uh, and like where where it's something I really liked because I was like, yes, I've been clamoring for more alien speak. Uh, it's not the way I would have gone about it because <laughs> the Tuscan language is not that entertaining to watch. Um, There's definitely a lot of hand motion. I think from like a from like a, a linguistic perspective. It's pretty interesting because it looks like there's a lot of hand. Yeah, they have uh, hand signals things. also. Um, and this is something that's done a lot when you have people, like in TV and movies, when people are interacting with or speaking different languages, is you'll have one like speaking in their language that we can't really understand or whatever, and then at the end of it, he'll say something in English or they'll say something in English, but still make the hand motions or whatever, and they'll still talk like the slowly trying to get their point across. Right. Which. Again, if you just broke out of the only language that they can understand and now you're speaking English, like, I don't know if they're getting any of that kind of a thing. Right. But, I mean, it was done in this, um, again, but he still he still used the hand motion, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the But, I mean, there was a lot of times when he was just grunting. The Mandalorian true, was just grunting true. back in Tuscan, yep. um, yep. And so much so that Cobb Vanth, like, Cobb Vanth is kind of, even though he serves multiple purposes in this episode, one of those purposes is kind of like he is the viewer. Us. He's us. He is us because, because we don't understand we're just saying. watching these people grunt at each other and what the heck are they saying? He's right. he's asking what we're all thinking. Um, <laughs> and then the Mandalorian answers. And uh, but yeah, it's it's a pretty cool like alien communication kind of sequence. Uh, several of them throughout the episode. Yeah. Um. And then I kind of want to, so I, I've been thinking about this, that I kind of want to start some sort of segment. I, I'm workshopping the I, the name for it. Um, but since I have such a, I focus so much on uh, flashbacks, mm-hmm. I, I want to come up with a segment about like whether the flashback works or not. <laughs> and the reason I bring that up is because um, I think... Uh, the flashback in this episode, uh, I like it and I don't like it all at the same time. Uh, this is a very middle of the road kind of flashback for me, but for the most part, it's pretty okay. Uh, but I, I should have talked more about the flashback in Scooby-Doo, I realized. And if anyone's wondering why, I think that is a flawless flashback, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, but, but I'll, ex- I'll explain if anyone wants to know, but Otherwise, the flashback in here, it focuses around Cobb Vanth. I think that's a, a cool idea, right? That this character we just get introduced to, he's probably only going to be in this episode and maybe one other in the season. If we're, if we're playing off of the first season, he'll be back at the end. Yeah, and like, and, the, and they even say that, like, oh, hope I see you again kind of thing. Um, and it'd be cool if Cobb Vanth became a big character considering he got introduced in such a small way in the books Um, that he's just the dude that discovers Boba Fett's armor. Right. Right. Uh, But yeah, so the flashback basically explains how he uh, ran out of town, the bandits that were tormenting the villagers. Um, And, but it's an interesting sequence because so A, it tells us something that if you didn't read the book, you didn't know. And then, which is most of us, right? Didn't read the book, so we right. didn't know. So it's new information. And then B, they tell it to us 
while they're riding the speeders, right? Like, like, isn't that when it is? Uh, tell us what. I believe they show us the flashback while they're riding the speeders. I don't remember exactly when they showed it to um, us. It may, maybe I'm wrong about that, but like it's within transit of something. So sure, it like going back to what we said at the beginning of the episode, where the wandering is good, the the riding on the speeders and nothing happening, that's good. It kind of cuts away from that and gives us the flashback, but at least it's not cutting from like something really important to give us a flashback right. it's not in the middle of a of an important scene it's like uh, we're gonna take a break we'll be right back yeah we're gonna show you a piece of backstory uh this i epi- mean i guess this episode really uh shows some light and really makes anakin anakin's act of violence so much worse <laughs> right so anakin in attack the clones he kills not just the men but the women and the children of the tuscan raiders yep uh and this this episode makes Anakin's act of violence even worse. Right. They're like... not savages. Like this <laughs> this is <laughs> through through Mando's help we learned that they're we're like they're not just ignorant savages. They have they have a culture, they have a language, they have whatever. And <laughs> and these uh these townspeople, they're the ones. They're acting under similar knowledge of Anakin. Just like, oh, these people they're they're awful. They, they well, because they do people. keep getting raided, right? Because they do. Because, but, but the thing, the Tuscan Raiders are like fighting for something that happened sort of like thousands of years ago when the first slavers, True. the first huts, uh, started doing things on Tatooine, and so there became so many people. The the Tuscan Raiders are fighting for for thousands of generations of like them being trampled on, their land being taken. Um, they're kind of like a Native American, uh, what's the word, stand-in for like stand-in? the, for like the show, because it's like it's their land, and then the people are moving in and taking it, and just completely ignorant of yeah, the situation. But uh, and Anakin murdered them, and Anakin murdered all of them. Yeah, it's uh. But it was cool going off that Anakin thing. It was cool to see those Tusken Raider animals again. I, I don't know what they're called, but those like dogs kind of thing. Dogs is a very loose term. But um, do you know Not what I'm talking about? Because I keep thinking, are those banthas? No, the banthas are the bigger ones that they like ride and. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying. That's, yeah, that's, they, there was that's a right. I don't. No, um, I don't remember. It was when Cobb Vanth and the Mandalorian go into the like uh ravine kind of area where they go into that lowland oh, a right. little bit you're and right. those yeah, yeah. creatures are growling at him and that's when he first shows that he can speak Tuscan. And he's like, Wait a second, I know these people. Yeah. Yeah. Um What a good scene though. Yeah, real cool. Is something you want to call out uh, before we get over to the last sequences? I uh, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Yeah, I mean it's it's all good. <laughs> uh, I was really uh, excited about the crate dragon. I think like my favorite line talking about it was um, when it said like it's inhabiting a uh, an empty sarlacc pit. Like, Cobb Vance, like, I've, I've been on Tatooine, like, my whole life. There's no such thing as an empty Sarlacc pit. 
unless it ate the sarlacc. Right. And I was like, oh, geez, this thing, <laughs> Yikes. this thing must be a nightmare. <laughs> or when they've no. got like the that model, and Cobb Banth is like, that's not to scale, and they're like, it's, it's to like, scale. Okay. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's a lot bigger than I was expecting. Yeah. It's the Alaskan boarworm. Yeah. Uh, it, it gave me a lot of Dune vibes, honestly, even though it's not quite a worm, but uh, yeah, which, which is exactly that. But I don't know. I don't think I have much more to say. I thought it was a really strong starter to the season. Was okay. Can you clarify something for me? Because probably not. I, I go back and forth on whether it's true, and maybe I'll look this up while you're answering it. Okay. Um. Does the crate dragon spit acid? Okay, I also was confused about that, and I'm going to say that it does. And the reason I think that is because, like, the third time that we see that spray hit someone, Cobb Vance says we're like we're losing men here, or like they're, he's wiping or it's wiping us out or something. When the only action that had been doing up to this point was spraying acid or spraying whatever that spittle. So I, I do think that is killing them because otherwise there'd be no reason for him to say it's wiping us out. Well, I mean, it was like eating people, right? It was eating some people, but we saw we saw at least three, maybe four times where it was just spraying acid. And, it, and we, we did see shots of it hitting people. And after the third, I think it was the third one, that's when Cobb Vance says... Yeah, and those people were going down, but I couldn't tell if they were just like slipping or whatnot or disintegrating. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I'm, so, my, so it looks like, according was... to this, according to Wikipedia, which is where everyone can find the accurate the Star Wars <laughs> news. Yep. Um, so it says, according to this, that their bodies do produce crate venom, uh, which helps the dragons as an acid in pre-digestion of their food. It can project the venom from its mouth. Yeah, so that that is what it is. So it is acid. But then it begs another question, and that's just maybe my ignorance with animal physiology. Okay. When the Mandalorian gets eaten by the crate dragon, is there no acid in there? Is that are there like, is there a difference between? Do do venomous creatures have a separate saliva that is not venomous? I believe so, because. I think there's a separate sack. I could okay. be wrong about this, and, and I'm yeah. I just don't know. I don't want to call down this. But I'm pretty sure there's a separate sack. It, it, although it depends on the creature. Like certain uh, certain creatures can just vomit up their like their their stomach contents, which Rich for would us be pretty bad. Would yeah, be like hydrochloric acid and, and other acids. Sure. Uh, and and if if we're going just based off that, like if if the great right. dragon is just throwing vomiting up. up and that whatever however potent that acid is, that could just be okay. Because Additionally, there could be like a separate sack where it's specifically shooting out venom rather than just like stomach contents. Because like after the Mandalorian gets eaten, I like there's two levels of it. Uh, it's like, oh, he's dead from being eaten. Me, I'm like, no, he's dead from the acid. Like, uh, but may, maybe it's, yeah, maybe he didn't make it all the way down to the stomach just yet, um, or to where that venom sack is because like he was covered in some sort of mucus mm-hmm. um when he came out but i was like mm, what 
but if they're separate things, that's okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure. That's just my guesstimate. <laughs> I was told by one of our mutual friends that the pearl that one of the Tusken Raiders lifts up, that that's a thing from uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, that old video game. And ah. I was like, oh, that's a pretty deep cut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, cause that really wasn't explained very much, and I, I guess it doesn't have to be explained. That might just be right. more of like an Easter egg for the for the real fans, right? Like, ah, I get, I get that. But it's weird. It felt weird, right? It was like, wait, it did, what? It did like they're like because I was kind of curious about why the the Tuscan Raiders were like digging through the meat or chopping it up. I was like, are they just? Is this just food? Are they just hunting and like like cutting up and storing for later? Yeah. Uh, and then they pulled that out and they just didn't say anything, just focused for a few seconds. And that was it. And I was like, right. It was weird. Did I, did I miss something? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they took it down and maybe at least for a time being united the town of Mos Pelgo and the Tuscan Raiders. That's something else. Cause I was like, do they just go their separate ways and they'll keep hunting each other? I mean, I know there was that, uh, there was that line of as long as you don't attack them, they'll stay away from you. Right. Um, but like, are they just going to go back to town arm in arm and just kind of like, Hey, we're going to show up at the bar later and just hang out. I mean, I maybe it'd be cool. I mean, that would be, it's yeah. one step towards you know, unifying these peoples. Yeah. Uh, that, that would definitely be cool if they continued, maybe Cobb Vanth can keep trying to work since he himself had to change his own predispositions. I was almost expecting at the end of uh, the episode, after defeating the Crit Dragon, for Manda to be like, you know what, you can keep the armor, you deserved it, kind of thing. I didn't expect it to happen, but like, <laughs> there was that thought in my mind of like, hmm, maybe. It did but, feel like if it was a different show, maybe it would go that way. Right, right, but I mean, he's got um, his creed, so. Instead, he was just like, well, I mean, you earned it, but you still can't keep it. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it was kind of that become one of us <laughs> yeah good luck uh, <laughs> and then lose your parents then you're gonna be taken in yeah <laughs> pretend to be a child um right we could become a clan of three <laughs> uh, yeah it was pretty cool there wasn't too much focus on the child except for in the beginning of the episode uh really and try to think what else making sure we're not missing anything other than the last thing i think you were right because when we when we watched the trailer for this you had pointed out saying uh oh no you were wrong well so so the first trailer child like closes his his egg and the screen uh, goes to black and the screen goes to black and and we hear the shots and i said that that you said it was the scene from no you had said it, it was the scene from the first season that we were actually seeing what it was this time no, I think, I mean, maybe I misspoke, but that's not what I intended. Okay, because that's um, why I, I remembered that. No, so in the first trailer, <laughs> we see the fight at Gorkoresh, except the kid closes his uh, basket, and then screen goes to black, and then there's just bodies on the ground. Yep. And I believe what I was saying is that I just wanted to see that fight, which in the second uh, trailer, it kind of looked like we would get to see it. We got the episode. We did get to see it. Um, maybe I misspoke, but uh, that was what I intended to say. Uh, okay. And then we get the, the biggest cliffhanger of all time. Not at all, but because uh, I'm not even expecting him to show up in the next episode. So, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, unless we're still on Tatooine, then maybe I am expecting it. Um, which is, we get Tamora Morrison, Boba Fett. He's back. He's nice and scarred, and uh, he even has a Tusken Raider weapon. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, he's back. We get we get to see him. Uh, is that a confirmed that he's coming back? I mean, he was right there. What do you mean? What more do you need to know? That's true. He he was he was in the episode. Um, he was in the last few seconds. Um, yeah, I may not have been paying super. Oh, you got to rewatch it. It's very menacing. He does not look happy. Uh, which makes me wonder if he's like gonna go kill Cobb. Is he gonna go kill Cobb Vanth? <laughs> like, but Cobb doesn't have the armor anymore, and he saw that he doesn't have the armor anymore. He knows the Mandalorian has his armor. Uh, I just want him to go fall back into a Sarlacc pit. That would be <laughs> the greatest, because that's kind of the whole, his whole thing in the books was that like, because there were the, like the adventures of Boba Fett, where he would make his way out of the Sarlacc pit, have a little adventure, and then manage to fall back into the Sarlacc. Pit. <laughs> Uh, like, but, th- but those are all legends now, right? They are. They yeah. are all legends. But now that we've seen him, like in canon con- material, he's out of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. So that's kind of lending credence to some of those stories. Again, I get legends, so it's not canon. But that would just be the greatest, like. Yeah, it's pretty funny. The greatest. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, 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 mean, I can't even think of the word. Just, just like, like circle, hey. send him back in. Right. Like they're they're paying uh paying attention to what the legends was. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say if we're still on Tatooine in the next episode, then we'll get more Boba Fett. If we're not, then they're it'll be later in the season when we come back yeah, to Tatooine. I say they definitely don't bring that character back for a, just a four second look at his face and then like he will be in more. Yeah. Right. It's just a matter of whether right. will it be the next episode or later in the season. Yeah, I, I, I'm leaning towards later in the season because I'm expecting a lot of those other scenes from the trailer to be in episode two or three, So, which we're definitely not we're gonna, on Tatooine. Do you think we're going to see scenes of him like hunting down Mando? Maybe. Because like, is he, is he just going to bite his time on Tatooine until Mando comes back? Or is he I mean, gonna, I don't like, know if he has a ship, right? Like... I don't, I don't know how he's going to chase after him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe Boba Fett will torment the town and get Cobb Vanth to call the Mandalorian back. I don't know. It's possible. Um, but we still got a lot left of the season. Uh, it, it basically sounds like everything that's interesting, everything that everyone is like super excited about uh, is only going to be excited about it for like one episode or two because <laughs> there's a lot of story to tell. Uh, I'm just excited to see where we go next. Uh, I'm imagining time to pick up Grief Karga and Cara Dune. Back from season one. Yeah. Uh, All these humans. (laughs) (laughs) We're only talking about humans. What is going on? In this world full of alien life. Full of aliens. The only thing that is important are the humans. Yeah. The Mandalorian, Cobb Vanth, Boba Fett, Grief Karga, <laughs> uh, Cara Dune. How lame. Yep. At least Ahsoka's a Twi'lek. Um, yeah, but how much of this is she going to be in, though? Probably an episode, maybe two. Right. It's not going to be a lot. Um, 
Yeah, because I'm definitely expecting her stuff to be a backdoor pilot for her to get a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which just just enough to get fans interested. Yeah, I don't. Know. It's kind of disappointing, but at least it'll let this show hopefully stay this show, rather That's than true. just turning into a Jedi adventure. Right, um, we don't want her to hijack it. Even though I'm interested in the Jedi adventure, but what That's one story at a time. True. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know how much more we could say about this episode. I feel like we went through all of it. Uh, super good. We all should be grunting and tusking at each other. I want to learn language. Do you think there's a, yeah. a duo? <laughs> du- Duolingo. <laughs> duo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my second, uh, what is it? A second authorization <laughs> is grunting and tusking <laughs> yeah. for duo. No one would get into your account if that was the case. Yeah, you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, such good grunting. I need to rewatch the episode. <laughs> the best part of it. Tuscan grunting. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder if Mando knows more language. Is there more of his backstory right. that we just don't know about? Right, that's the thing. It, it's like a lot bigger episode than maybe people even realize. Like, Sure, people are like, oh, it's a big episode because Cobb Vanth and Boba Fett. No, 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 no. It's a big episode because the Mandalorian was clearly living with Tusken Raiders for a short time of his life. Right. Uh, like, how how else do you learn that? Because even the Jedi don't know. At least some of the Jedi. The Jedi that we have followed uh, don't definitely don't speak or understand Tusken. Yeah, but I don't imagine the Jedi that we followed spend much time among locals. They're, right. They're more of the go-on-missions yeah. type. They don't, like, hang with the natives. Also, Tatooine's not, like, really part of the Republic anyways, so... That's true. Um, why would they even be even spending more time? Assuming Tusken Raiders are exclusive to Tatooine. I don't know. Uh, we need these questions answered. Yeah. yeah. I, more, more aliens, more, more good. <laughs> um, it's kind of how I felt with, like, the Jawas, too. It's like... We got a lot of Jawa in in the first season, you know. It is a little similar to that, but a lot more in this episode. <laughs> I mean, that's almost as much like Jawa as we had in the rest of the ser- like the franchise. I think it's more. Yeah. Like, when else do we really get it? We get it in A New Hope when they're bargaining for C-3PO and R2-D2. There are a couple other times where they shoo Jawas away. Yeah, you're right. It might just be, that's it? be the most scene of... Yeah, so we got the most Which, Jawas. I guess it's true. You the, use the movies to yeah. To I mean, it makes sense. The characters, and then you develop. You don't need stuff. to sit on sit on those moments, right? Uh, right. Oh, I guess my last final comment. Um, so, the Obi Wan show originally, I don't know if the story's changed because it was supposed to come out like now. So, and instead, we'll be coming up for at least another year. Uh, well, actually, I think it's not coming out till 2022. Uh, but the Obi-Wan show's original synopsis was that it was something to the effect of on Tatooine, Obi-Wan will settle a dispute between Tusken Raiders and a Tatooine town. And me, oh, I was that's... like, you're going to spend the whole season doing that? This episode did that. That exact story. 
and it was great. It was one episode. <laughs> now they have to to rewrite the synopsis because that was it was just done. Yeah, I I was like I I couldn't help but think about that old synopsis about the Obi Wan uh, series that I was like, wait, this is it. It's it's a town. There's Tusky Raiders. They're settling a dispute. They join together at the end to defeat the Kray Dragon. <laughs> this is the Obi Wan show. Um, so I'm hoping that that's not what the Obi Wan show is. Even though they clearly showed me that that is a good and compelling story when told in 50 minutes. But I don't know if you can make it good and compelling for two hours. <laughs> but they're more than welcome to change my mind. I'm all for it. Yeah. More more Tuscan grunting. You can quote me on it. Uh, all right. I think we're going to end there because this is already a longer episode than I was expecting it to be, but it was a longer episode of the Mandalorian. So I guess there's that. Uh, Ian Rosmondo, as always, thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. I'm Joshua yep. Troop. Later this week, we will be doing the Constantine review with our normal movie news, the regularly scheduled programming. Um, and the, we will continue doing Mandalorian reviews over the weekends. Uh, but otherwise, Constantine, later this week. We'll catch you next time.